in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. <laughs> Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the, the Polish, Polish powerhouse. powerhouse. <laughs> I never gets old. <laughs> I don't know why you think it would. You've earned it, and you're in the gym now. Thank so you. Start to look like a powerhouse. Yeah. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is the all-around home improvement hour. My name is the Polish powerhouse, Nick Zeman. Also, people call me that. Happy to be here today, Saturday, April 21st. We got a good show for you. Boy, it's nice looking out this window and seeing some sunshine. What do you think? That's the voice of Kyle Miller, a.k.a. The Maverick. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Well, I would say condolences to Charles's shoulder, but he's relaxing at home, feeling at home. comfy in a chair right now, hopefully listening. Well, what actually really happened is we were getting all kinds of phone calls, texts, and emails, and they kept saying, why, why isn't the Polish powerhouse hosting the radio show? So, hey, here we are, right? Charles is off, and I'm in. No, I'm just kidding. Charles actually had a shoulder surgery on Thursday. He had a torn labrum. So for anyone that's wondering what a torn labrum is, because I was when he told me that, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. It's actually a cup-shaped rim of cartilage that lines and reinforces the ball and socket joint of the shoulder. Ouch. That's a pretty important part. Ouch. How did he break it? How did he tear it, or what exactly happened? He was doing a pretty strenuous roofing project, and I think it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think, I think it's think it was a, walleyes. A golf injury or maybe fishing <laughs> yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, I think it's too many walleyes. That's what I think tore it. It was, he was going to try to postpone the surgery, but, you know, the, you got the pain. You got to get in there and get it done. So yeah. we absolutely wish him a speedy recovery. I'm sure he's at home right now floating. And feeling good, hopefully listening to the show, and we'll try to do them proud, right, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to let everyone know that they can call in. We're happy to take any questions. The number you can call is 1-800-854-1978. And I just want to talk a little bit about us. We're not actually radio host. Kyle doesn't do this every week either. And we're a general contracting team actually out of Golden Valley. We specialize in exterior remodeling. And you can actually look us up at allaround.com. You can also find a trusted affiliates tab on there, and that can bring you to any of the great companies that we work with every day, companies like Eagle Window and Gutter Helmet of Minnesota. I'd like to go ahead and at that time introduce the guest on the show. we got Jeff Menke with Gutter Helmet. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for joining us. It's a little different being on this side of the microphone. A little bit, isn't it? Yeah. You look good over there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Might need to make this permanent. Well, <laughs> go ahead and send those emails yeah. to Charles. Right? <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that every Saturday off. I don't yeah. know if it would be that nice to him. And we got Craig Nelson with Eagle Window with us as well. Yeah, it's good to be with you guys again. I was just here a few weeks ago, and we had a great time. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think today A little we'll... shenanigans, a little information, right? Yeah, more shenanigans than information. I mean, that's what we're better at. What happened to your friend Sven? He's not here today? Hang on a minute. He need, needs a couple beers. <laughs> oh, oh, I think he's coming in the studio. Sven. Yeah, Sven, he can be here anytime you want him to be. You just have to invite him. 
I thought that he would be maybe installing some windows or maybe a front entry door. You do not want Sven. You do not want him <laughs> to put in a window or a door. Well, we got a full house. We got Sven, Kyle, uh, Craig, and, and Jeff, and everybody here. I want to chat, Kyle, with you. I haven't done the show with you before, so again, appreciate you coming in on a Saturday. I know you got uh, your beautiful wife and the two little boys at home. Hopefully, they're tuning in as well. I don't know if the boys are paying attention, but I'm sure they're <laughs> sure they're listening. Yeah, we got a two-year-old and a six-month-old. So besides the uh, the busy. boys, what's been keeping you busy all winter? It's it's been it's been pretty nonstop at our office. And usually we get a little bit of a break in the winter. We get to spend time with family, well, more time, relax, uh, work on some of our own projects at home, but. Due to the volume of customers that we signed up last year, we have been working constantly, yep. uh, whether it's with the insurance company, whether it's building, whether we're just in the estimating and design phase with the homeowners, it has been nonstop. And winter's a good time for guys like you to kind of, uh, I think, work on stuff because you get so busy in the fall, especially in insurance jobs. There's a lot of back-end paperwork. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that, the things that you do uh, to try to make that process easier for someone when you're helping them out. Yeah, sure. And for, for the people listening, Charles is is the marketing guru. He's the general manager of our company. Nick is the production guru. He does a lot of the uh, ordering of materials, scheduling of the trades. For me, I'm the consultant that's in there working with the homeowner directly on estimating their job. We work on design and material selections. I get them signed up for the project and I manage that relationship throughout the course of that job until they're a happy customer. It's a tough thing to do with, and I'm, you, I'm sure you guys can vouch too, with products that they just change so often, right? So Absolutely. trying to keep up on stuff. And for someone like us, we have you know four or five main trades that we specialize in. For a guy like Kyle, that's that's a lot to manage. And winter time, I think, is used a lot too around our office for sort of continuing education. Mm-hmm. Try to keep your mind sharp. Mm-hmm. That kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you, I mean, you did several events this year. In addition to the training and product and, and sales knowledge and trying to keep your craft sharp, the the past nine months, the majority of my time has been spent uh, managing these in, insurance jobs that we got signed up last year from that June 11 storm. And they're anywhere from just that initial phase where some people are just making a claim till trying to cross the finish line and completing the, the bulk of paperwork and, and supplemental items that are needed in order to, to complete the restoration process in full. So yeah. what what is the typical timeline, Kyle, for a homeowner? How long do they have to file a claim? Or is that something could be extended? Explain that. Well, that question is always best directed at the agent because it varies by carrier. Typically, okay. you have about one year from the actual date of loss to file a claim. Right. And then once that claim is made, you'll get anywhere from six months to two years to complete the restoration work. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, on a storm, uh, he's talking about the June 11th hailstorm that hit the northern suburbs, the Blaine area all around there uh, last year. It, it's tough, you know. I mean, a lot of people think well, the storm hit in June, probably can get all the work done, right? And that's actually not the case because, like Kyle's explained, there's a lot of front-end work that takes a lot of time. You might look at your first 60 to 90 days of getting adjusters from out of town to come in to look at getting the adjustments done. First and foremost, you got to get the insurance company out. So there is a long process from that very start of filing the claim until you're actually building the project. But a storm like this is definitely a two-year storm. We a lot of jobs from last year that we're still doing uh, even now. And that's one advantage to working with a contractor like all around someone who's experienced in the restoration process because the majority of the time, whether it's intentional or not, that insurance adjuster is missing 
critical items in their estimate that are necessary in order to build the home. And right. what we do is we take that same estimating software, we write up an estimate basically in the same language as the insurance company, and we get that that estimate, that insurance uh, fund exactly where it needs to be in order to make that homeowner whole again. And I, I would suppose for specialty products such as gutter helmet, Xactimate doesn't have a right. line item that right. that's gutter helmet. So for for a specialty trade like that, we would work with Jeff and gutter helmet and get a quote for them to replace their product and and on their behalf, we would submit that to the insurance company. Yeah, value is definitely an issue. I'm sure you guys run on some of your other products too, where they need to be adjusted, and that's what you guys go to work for and get that taken care of for homeowners. It's tough that's too because you know adjusters can kind of get a bad rap, and you know uh, I've met a lot of different uh, male and female adjusters throughout the years of doing it, and they have a tough job to do. They get a lot of assignments, and they don't have a lot of time to do it. Usually, if they're traveling, mm -hmm. right? So you'll meet some that will literally work seven days a week from sun up to sundown. They're trying to get through as many as they can. So I do. we try to explain to the customer, they're going to get you started, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to come in and tr sort of pick up where they left off because it's hard for them. They don't have enough time to go through. Maybe they're not versed in all the different codes in Minnesota with it being pretty strict. So, so those things can definitely uh, make it challenging for us for sure. I, I would say that probably 9 out of 10 adjusters that I met with through the course of the last nine to ten months since that hailstorm have been out of town or what you would call catastrophe adjusters. They're adjusters brought in, whether it's locally or from out of town, to handle the volume of claims that happen after a catastrophic weather-related event. It's good to call a company like us. We'll, we'll take you through it start to finish. We're not looking to just do the roof and get out. We're happy to do all of the trades that come along with it, the windows, work with the gutter work and everything. Basically, so. you guys make it a hassle-free process. We definitely try. Yeah. It's, it's hardly ever hassle-free. And I think one yeah. misconception is the, the homeowner or the insured oftentimes thinks that we're going to take care of everything. Well, yeah. it really... It really involves a mutual commitment on their end. Um, a lot of times we need their help calling the insurance company because, unfortunately, the good, the bad guys ruin it for the good guys, and we're sometimes seen as, as the adversary. And we're always playing by the rules, but you need that homeowner to, to sometimes pick up that fumble, continue carrying the football, mm -hmm. and also working with the mortgage company is one step that people often overlook. There can be a, a substantial amount of paperwork involved in order to to get the funds that they're owed to to either start or complete the project. And that does that kind of depend on what's available or what they have a owe on the home that it gets involved in the mortgage company? Is that how that works? Or most of the time, if if they owe any sort of money on yeah, their mortgage, generally there's okay. a threshold. I believe five or ten thousand dollars. If it's more than that, uh, they have a financial interest in the home as well. So correct, they're obligated to put them them on it. So I mean, even just from this little bit of talk, if you're listening, you can obviously tell. There's a lot that goes into it, so definitely give all around a call, and you know we can dive into it even further. But we are up against a break. When we get back, we're going to dive into Gutter Helmet and talk about all the cool things that they do. We'll be right back. Yeah, Kyle, you know what song this is? Rage I was against just the over machine. here Snapchatting. Rage Against the Machine. Mm -hmm. Stan, survey says. Thumbs up. Rage Against the Machine. We're back. This is the all-around home improvement hour. And we're here on News Talk, AM 1130. Fantastic station. Thank you to News Talk for having us on today. 
and we're happy to be back. Uh, I wanted to actually dive into some things with Jeff Menke with Gutter Helmet. Uh, I th- I think spring is here. I saw the 10-day forecast. and <laughs> Rumor has it. I don't want to jinx it. I, I'll knock on this uh, desk. I don't think it's wood, but I think we're past everything. So now stuff melts, and I'm just curious what happens. I mean, you got to kind of get outside and reassess what happened over the winter and what changed for me. Yeah, it's it's a good idea for homeowners that they have existing gutters on their home to take a walk around now that we're going to start seeing the April showers that are coming through. It sounds like even this week, check for check your downspout extensions. Make sure they haven't been pulled off or a lot of times they get crushed by snow and ice sure. and things like that. When we do a new gutter job, we always screw the extensions onto the elbow so that cannot happen, but sometimes heavy winds, you know, we had some big winds a couple of weeks ago. We did, yeah. Blows the downspout extensions off and now next time it rains, possibility the water just come right alongside their foundation of their house which could get in their basement. Right, and it's already saturated, so it's probably exactly. the last place you want to be putting water right now. So first thing you want to do is check those and then when it does rain the first time, maybe go outside and just make sure there's water coming out of the downspouts because potentially that there's been some ice buildup in the gutters as well. And if they're not hung properly or the hangers start to come loose and pull away, it could cause the pitch to be incorrect. And also the water is flowing out of areas that shouldn't be. Yeah, you mentioned that during the break. So the people that are listening, what he's saying is that because we had uh, such a bad winter, I think I saw something the other day, 70 inches or something of snow since the first of the year, Mm -hmm. which was like the record, I think. It was number one. April was a record or it was up there yeah in april too i mean hell it's been one thing after the next but i think what happens is that you get such a you know all that snow we get freeze thaw freeze thaw freeze thaw fills up in the gutter do you see that often then where the gutters are pitched reverse or someone calls you and say my gutter's overflowing it it happens often if it's just a regular gutter if we have the gutter helmet on there that protects that from happening but if it's just a seamless gutter yeah that does we get those calls quite often uh, yeah see that's not good so good things to go out and check yeah is that a service that you guys offer to your customers if they wanted to call and pay you to come out and do something like you that? know typically then the gut the material itself has probably gotten damaged so often you probably want to just replace the gutters at that point sure um and like i said they might have been hung incorrectly in the beginning and then when they start pulling away could you know if they're not tucked behind the the gutter apron or they're not flashed correctly okay. water's coming behind there but we could certainly go on and inspect them and let them know if they need to be replaced or if they can be repaired good to know good to mm-hmm. know well definitely things to keep in mind how about your guys and girls that were working for you we were talking before the show it looks like you guys are ready to take action here starting this week so they kind of got their their last weekend of some sunshine before time to get busy. Yeah, like you were talking about earlier, we got a massive backlog that came in either from the storm or just last fall um, that we have to get finished. And we've worked about three or four days this year, so we're excited this Monday. We're going to get everybody out there and get going and start getting some projects done. No work over the winter? So with some of these insurance claims on on the lower price, you could say your typical aluminum K-style gutters we do have an installer that takes care of that for us and we've been we've been throwing gutters up all winter long mm-hmm. what's what's the story with gutter helmet we we just for fierce pure safety issues we yeah. choose not to do it and it's much more time consuming to install them and it's just harder to work at the edge of the roof if there's a lot of ice up there yeah there's plenty of jobs yeah. too that we're not able to do i mean even like when it comes to say doing soffit and fascia on a yep. house you, you can't properly detach and reset a gutter, gutter that's full of ice. And the equipment doesn't work as well. So if you're rolling out that coil stock through there and it's forming the gutter, it might not be right in line. And yeah. then you're putting up a gutter that's maybe a little out of spec. Um, sealant doesn't work as good for sealing end caps. And with our 
designer series fascia gutter, you know, the custom way we make our corners, there's just no way to make them in those cold temperatures. Yeah, that's very true. I've had some callbacks this winter on on brand new gutters that were where the corners leaked and it was yeah. just a result of of the sealant probably not being able to Yeah, to set right set Correct. properly. Yeah. 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 Well it's tough to do it in those kind of temperatures and before we know it, we'll actually be probably talking mosquitoes. But before the show, <laughs> believe it or not, I'd hate to even bring that up because I don't like mosquitoes. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. But before the show, we were talking about the Home and Garden show that you guys did. You get a lot of leads from that. Mm-hmm. And with the mosquito season, you guys offer the screens and the awnings. The Sanista? Am I saying Sanesta. That? Sanesta? Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that product? Yeah, what we do is, well, it's a it's a full outdoor comfort line, but if people maybe want to just uh, have a deck or a patio area where it gets really hot in the summer and they can't utilize that space, we would have a re- retractable awning that typically they're motorized. So sure. it can, you know, we can do large, small, whatever size if somebody wants to cover an area so they can enjoy their deck or patio. Um, we do those, and then also we do a, like a retractable vertical screen. And I know you guys have done some under decking we type have, material yeah. on, yeah, we on did some one decks last year. yep and it, then we come in and they want to turn that underneath that deck into a, like a three-season porch where they have a walkout we can come and put retractable screens in there so they can have sun when they want it but bug protection and shade when they need it and we can do different types of fabrics depending on the directionality of the house but that's what i was really going to ask about system. is is a screen that's constantly getting retracted and, and pulled down you got to have Pretty durable material compared to your typical thin fiberglass sure. yep. screen. Yep, these are more of a fabric. They can be a polyester um, potentially, but they're they're the weight is a lot heavier. Um, and then there's different openness in them. So if they want to have, that, yeah. if they want to just have bug protection, we have one that has a 45 percent openness, so you can see through it really good. And sometimes people are maybe facing one side is facing west. You know, later in the day, and they want to be able to block that sun. Then we can go with something that's like a 10% openness, which means it's blocking 90%, but it gives them the bug protection, plus it gives them really good shade cutting down that sun. Sure. It keeps it cooler underneath there. Relate that to, like, tinting your windows, right? I mean, yeah. you can have a darker tint to mm-hmm. it, so you get yeah. a little bit less light coming in. And we see that we mix and match sometimes, I would say. Per the side of the patio, you can put those different kinds of mm-hmm. fabrics, and we do that with glazing on windows sometimes sure. that are facing the sun or facing away from the sun. We can manipulate the the solar heat gain properties of that glass using different coatings. Yeah, that's a similar concept, or maybe they live in an association where there's you know a lot of uh, patio homes right next, and they want oh, a little sure. privacy. Yep. You know, then we can put in a fabric that will, is fairly tight so that... The neighbors can't see them if they're in their barbecue and they want a little bit of privacy. That's an option as well. Science and technology are, yes. are unbelievable yep. what they've done uh, with building science. In case you're just tuning in, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. I am the Polish powerhouse. I am the host today. It is my day to run the show. You're doing a great job. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Charles is not here. He had uh, shoulder surgery. So, again, Charles, hopefully you're healing and feeling better. We look forward to having you back soon. We're talking with Jeff Menke with Gutter Helmet. Talking about mosquitoes, unfortunately. I know this, there's still snow, so sounds weird to talk about that. But, Kyle, uh, you and I had the privilege of having some good breakfast at the Loop before we came on here. You had brought up something about some Genco gutters and talking about improvements as opposed to a traditional K-style gutter. What were you looking to learn or get some more info on that? Yeah, I just want to learn a little bit more from Jeff. Sometimes there's not much you can do when we're working in insurance claim and you have a limited six to eight dollars a linear foot we that puts us right into that aluminum seamless case style standard what you see everywhere however when that homeowner has a little bit more of i wouldn't say disposable income because it's it's very important water management on your home but gutter helmet has 
an amazing, not too much more um, expensive of an upgraded seamless gutter that performs substantially better and lasts substantially longer than your typical K-style gutter. So I wanted to learn a little bit more sure. as to why Genco would be an improvement. Well, yeah, and it, it is a very small price upgrade, and you're actually getting, um, we use a much larger coil stock when we make the gutter, so the pro, it carries 35 to 70% more water than a standard gutter is going to hold, which is important when you get those heavy rains, and that's tends Steve to Bruce, be. too. Yeah. You know, homeowners got, you know, sometimes I'll see 70 feet of gutter for one downspout, and it's one of those little two-by-threes, and they just get overwhelmed, where this gutter is able to handle a lot more water, over a longer run, so sometimes we can get away with having less downspouts on the house because of the water capacity. Is it so it's the actual trough, not the amount of downspouts that, I mean, when you're talking about how much gutter downspouts per linear footage of Before you need another downspout, you're saying, right? Yeah. Correct. You know, going from a 2x3 to a 3x4 downspout, it is an increase, but it's still a pretty small hole. Right. So that gutter is holding so many more gallons than the actual downspouts allowed to come through. So because the gutter is deeper, it can... The volume can increase higher before it would start to flow over until it can all, all evacuate out the downspout. That makes sense. And, yeah. now, and I think those are those the gutters you guys make that come in different profiles as well? Yeah, we have well five different styles we can make. So, the, you know, sometimes homeowners don't like to have gutters on their home because they don't think they're that appealing to look at. So we can come in and do more of a decorative style, and we have one that's really popular. It's kind of a crown molding look. That's it's called our Grand Royal. That's yeah. what we did on your house. Looks spectacular. Just... They're called a fascia-style gutter. They're a little bit deeper, so it almost looks like it's the fascia on the home. It does. I, yeah. I can vouch for it. I have it on my house. I have just your standard uh, six-inch pre-bent aluminum fascia, and the gutter pretty much covers up mm-hmm. all of it, and it, it is fantastic. They look spectacular. I think Nick has told me personally probably about 27 times how great his fascia-style <laughs> gutters are. They are, are. Nice. Gutter helmet. Yeah. They are pretty nice. <laughs> well, if you're looking for more info, definitely Gutter Helmet is the company to reach out to. Uh, we will be right back after the break. We're going to dive into some, maybe some entry door stuff, and maybe uh, Craig and Sven might have some some good info for the listeners out there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and News Talk listeners. My name is Charles Thayer. Home Improvement Slayer. <laughs> Just let it sink in. Just let it let it go into your veins. Feel the energy. What do you have on the honey-do list for this weekend, Charles? The radio show, number one. And that's the voice right there of Killer Miller, Kyle Miller, sitting in for the Polish powerhouse, this week, Kyle, thank you for coming in and filling really big shoes. Thanks for having me. I hope Nick's actually going to get to play some golf today. The weather's not favorable for that. Yeah, actually, well, you know, it's it started out really stormy, but it's looking like it's going to be extremely hot and unbearable. Yeah, terrible <laughs> golfing conditions. I'd rather be here than be where he's at. So yeah, have fun, Nick. It, it's nice and cool. It's 70 degrees in the studio. We're hanging out also with Kim Zimmer, the electrifying electrician from Electric City. Is that Do people call you the electrician? 
No, they do ask if I am an electrician, but I'm not. I get it, but you kind of represent one. I mean, it's kind of okay. It's like uh, people say, oh, call Charles. He's a roofer. I mean, right. yeah, it works. Right. You know? I always just say, nah, I'm just their boss. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's a light fixture that needs to be replaced at your home? That'd be my husband, who really is an electrician. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> she had that queued up and ready to go, slammed it out of the park. Folks, if you've never caught the show before, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We've been doing this show for about, I don't know, four years now, right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, every Saturday from noon to one. It's our way of bringing our passion for the home improvement industry onto the radio waves so that you can hear about it and to also learn a little bit about what we do. And as you know, I would love to say that radio is our profession and, and this is it and this is the gig that we get paid for. That would be absolutely awesome. But it's reality and uh, this isn't what we do for a living. We are professional exterior contractors. Our name is All Around, hence the All Around Home Improvement Hour. And we're out of Golden Valley. We do work all throughout the metro area and west parts of western Wisconsin with a direct focus on exteriors. And Kyle, who's joined us today and is stepping in for the Polish Powerhouse, is one of our project consultants. So other companies may call him a salesperson. Um, we like to think that he's so much more than a salesperson, which he is. He has to do a lot more than just sell or or sign contracts and kyle it's been a busy start to the season already i don't think last year ever ended <laughs> <laughs> right no uh, it, i mean tell us a little bit about what what's been keeping you moving this this season well in the spring it, the things just kind of moved all the way through the winter from last year as most people know it was a really really busy storm season and a lot of the insurance work kept us busy Throughout the winter, we ran five siding crews. We ran a few window crews all winter long. And then my duties, it, they continued as far as working with the homeowners, uh, going through the, the supplemental procedures with the insurance company. That kept me busy. And then as the spring kicked off, we had, had the retail business, as always, where a lot of homeowners that got put off last year due to the insurance claims are now looking to actually get in line and get their work done. So speaking of that, you know, Ryan O'Neill and I were having a, a off-the-air conversation earlier today about his own insurance uh, claim that you've been the project consultant on, you've been working. And, you know, Ryan mentioned, gosh, you know, this this is great. The insurance company is paying for the damage, and this I understand why this is great business for you. And it certainly is, but there is kind of a flip side or a caveat to insurance work. And that's what I wanted to take the first segment to have you talk about a little bit. You know, although um, it's good to get the business and it, it certainly can be profitable, there is so many more steps involved to working on an insurance claim and working with a homeowner. And people really, if unless they're in this industry or in the insurance industry, they may not realize just how in-depth it goes. Yeah, there's actually three or four parties. And most of the time, there's four parties involved with every insurance claim. And that is, one, the homeowner, two, the contractor, three, the insurance company, and four, the mortgage company. That's kind of the, the hidden one. A lot of times when that insurance check, that first payment the homeowner gets from the damages the insurance company is paying for, that check a lot of times is written out to the mortgage company. And unlike insurance companies who most of the time follow the same procedures, a lot of mortgage companies have different procedures and they're not familiar with the insurance process. So we've seen a lot of occasions where 
the mortgage company, they want to see a signed contract. They want to see the general contractor's license and insurance and W-9 information. They want to see the itemized report from the insurance company. All of this documentation, because they have an interest in the home, but that's just an additional stack of paperwork required just to get that first check back in order to get the job started. On the back end, because most insurance claims go up in value, we've seen it where you actually have to redo all that paperwork uh, because the dollar value changed. So they want to see that clean paper trail again on the back end, and that's just a whole separate ordeal from dealing with the insurance company. You know, it's hard to – I don't want to think that it's intentional. The goodness in me, the part of me that feels like there's more good in this world than bad – wants to think that it's just by design it's a uh, kind of a an after effect of their pricing software and the process because they want to make sure all the ducks are in a row everything's in order but it is the vast majority of claims that are written out small or skimpy or uh, without enough funds and scope to actually complete the repairs to code Uh, And that's the way the claim starts out. So uh, I'm talking to you homeowners out there. When you make an insurance claim and the adjuster comes out and writes their first estimate, nine times out of ten, that estimate is incomplete, inaccurate, and does not have enough scope, items to be repaired, code-compliant items, or funds to actually have it done the right way. So immediately we are under more or just have to do more to actually get that in line and so that's part of the caveat that i was talking about the flip side to it yes it's great business it pays as well but when you have to do 10 more steps than what you would have to do normally when selling a roof siding or windows um well it's it's understandable why uh we need to get paid appropriately and so that i guess the message i'm i'm trying to get to is having a contractor there at the original adjustment can save many steps down the road it could save some steps, that's true, but more than likely there is going to be some amount of supplementing required no matter what. A lot of homeowners, they just want to hand off the football to the contractor, but the truth of the matter is the homeowner has the most bargaining power with the insurance company. Unfortunately, the bad ones ruin it for the good ones, and the contractors sometimes don't have a lot of negotiating power. We can help write the, the full detailed scope for the homeowner, In the language the insurance company uses, we can help make the entire process easier. But in a lot of cases, the homeowner does have to get involved and kind of take that football, help with the negotiation, or or call the insurance company, tell them to respond to the contractor, get involved a little bit. But that's where that partnership is really important, is getting with a contractor that you trust, partnering up on the thing, Mm -hmm. and uh, letting us carry the football and, and letting us coach you on when to take it. Yeah, I love how you use the football analogy. And I'll break that down just a little bit more. Say the homeowner is the quarterback. The homeowner can take and hand that ball off to you, the running back, their contractor that understands the insurance process, does this 100 times a year, has the experience, knows where we need to get to. Or they can take a risk and they can drop back and pass it down the field to who knows who, try to handle all of the insurance stuff themselves, hope the receiver catches it, the contractor accepts the price and scores a touchdown, but hopefully the defense, which could be the insurance company, could be a city inspector, could be just the pricing, it could be so many things, doesn't intercept it, run it down the field, touch six or or INT plus six, 
and uh, it ends up just blowing up in your face. Yeah, so, it's <laughs> kind of a good analogy. There are three. I think there are three important roles. The mortgage company, you don't have any control over that, but getting with a savvy contractor and having a good insurance company, one that's going to take care of you, one where you know and understand your coverages, those two items are going to help any insurance claim go a lot smoother. Uh, perfect. We are up against the break, but uh, before the break, just want to let you know, if you need help with any insurance claim, storm damage, we're available. Go to allaround.com and just click on uh, get an estimate or fill out a form. Put, give us your contact information. We will be in touch with you. When we come back, we're going to start the conversation with the electrifying Kim Zimmer with Electric City. We'll be right back. Hello, Twin Cities News Talk listeners, and welcome back to the all-around home improvement hour. Just a reminder, we are live if you have a home improvement related question, concern, complaint, we'll ask you what contractor you worked with. Certainly it wasn't all around. 800-854-1978. 800-854-1978. Because, Kim, we're perfect at all around. I mean, we never make a mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. About as perfect as I am. Before 8 in the morning. We don't make, 7.30 in the morning. We don't make a mistake. After that, we're, oh, we're human. Oh. Just like anyone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're hanging out here at the iHeartMedia studios with Kyle Killer Miller. He is stepping in for the Polish powerhouse today, helping us out, and also Kim Zimmer with Electric City. Kim, glad to have you back on the show. It's been a little while. Yeah. yeah. Not too long, but it's been a while. Always fun to be here. Oh, we love it. We love it because you really are just lighting it up. Oh, God. I mean, you yeah. just brighten our day. <laughs> I love it if I can brighten your day, Charles. I mean, you just add a spark of divinity. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Nancy Pelosi said. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, Kim. What, uh, I mean, I was at the barbecue, uh, you guys do an annual barbecue to show appreciation to your customers and vendors and cl cl uh, clients, all of the above, kind of just a annual get together, feel good, uh, you know, and I was there and I had some, some good brats and hot dogs. Awesome. And Those chicken wings, legs, weren't them awesome? Oh, it was all awesome. Yes. You know, I mean, you can't beat a free lunch. Um, <laughs> but what I like is, you know, you, we just get to see all of the behind the scenes people, the people that we know that are helping make things great over at Electric City. And you put faces with names and they get to do the same and um, and they get to give you some crap. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> I heard a lot of bad things about you, right? <laughs> no. Right? They're just no. lying, right? They don't right, mean that. Right. Okay. And we're so glad you came. I mean, we had over 200 people come that day so that was awesome yeah it just keeps getting uh, bigger and better and the new location is awesome too yes can you talk a little bit about that yeah so we uh we have actually three companies that are part of our um our main company so we have uh two uh heating companies along with our electric city company and we were all three in different locations and finally we 
all merged together into one building, which has just been wonderful. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we had three different, you know, copiers, three different payroll people, three different fax machines, three different, you know, three and different. And only three one different. Kim Zimmer. Only one, one Kim, Kim Zimmer. To, only one Kim to pass around. And, and, you know, so you can't help with everything. But now, uh, just from a logistical standpoint, that's got to be easier. Um, before we uh, started the show, Kyle had brought up that uh, he's currently just finishing up a project for underdecking where Electric City was actually a pretty big part of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a new thing, it seems like, in the last uh, couple years, wouldn't you say, Kyle? Yeah. And um, it's interesting because we were actually called in on a job, a referral from all around, from um, Nick, and... Uh, I don't think you guys, I'm not sure if you could get there or not, but long story short, uh, same product that we're doing on Kyle's job and the electrician that they actually used on this this first job that Nick referred to us could not get an electrical inspection. They could not get it passed. Um, they were not using the right product. They were not using the, uh, the right wiring. Um, and they would not follow through and help out the homeowners. So they were not getting it done. They were, they not were doing it, done. it wrong. How often do you see that where you show up to clean up someone else's mess? Uh, we see it every once in a while, you know, and, and we always like to be the hero. <laughs> it seemed pretty straightforward right. to me. You guys knew your stuff from the get-go. Kim was on site meeting with me. We went over the scope of the project. We were going to clean up some things on the exterior of this house and then and then do the rough end of the electrical. And she was pretty spot on, not only what had to be done with the project, but awesome with recommending where to put. Actually, what, what I liked most was the, the remote. No switch on the wall, just a little junction box off to the side and everything is wireless for the homeowner he can walk out there he can click on his lights and his fan he can get in this hot tub and a dry space now any time of day you know from an outsider listening to this I'm, I'm thinking to myself gosh that sounds crazy lights inside of a gutter you know when was the last time you were called up and said i want to put I would like to put some electricity inside of a water trough, right? Because right. essentially... <laughs> does that sound safe? No, does it, it doesn't sound safe, but that's exactly what it is that we're doing, but we're doing it and accomplishing it in a very safe way. But you have to have the right people do that. And that's why together with Electric City, All Around provides uh, factory certified installations for the inside out product. And uh, that's made by Quality Edge. And it's basically a ceiling underneath your deck that also works as a water channel to get water away from it. But when you want to add things like lighting underneath there, fans underneath there, low voltage items like speakers, um, a PA system, I don't know what, I mean, we could, you could just think of anything that, that requires electricity. We have to work with uh, our good. We want to work with, and we get to work with the good folks over at Electric City. So, Kim, from a from a electrical contractor standpoint, I mean, what what do you think of these projects? Oh, we like we like them because it's something different. It's a little bit of a challenge, you know. Mm -hmm. And and they, these are what we call special projects. And of course, that's what we really like is a special project. Well, for a special project consultant, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and when you talk about it, like you're, uh, so you're saying it's a, a raceway for the water to flow. And there's another product out there where there's a, it actually separates the water. 
from the the rain escapes yeah so so those are much easier because you aren't under such scrutiny as far as what kind of wire you use what kind of products you use where this particular product which is awesome much easier i would anticipate to install poses another challenge for us because we have to make sure everything we install is wet location yeah um, in, in addition to that too those those lights and fans they're putting in those are penetrations through the underdecking system so we need to collaborate and make sure that those penetrations aren't going to leak water into that dry space now for the homeowners out there the underdecking it picture it like a fancy soffit you look up and you see this nice finished ceiling yeah. under your deck you have the lights you have the fans whatever you want it to be there's plenty of colors it is not 100% waterproof but we like to say 95 to 99% water resistant it does more than enough to keep that space dry. The rain escape system she was referring to, that actually has to be installed when the deck boards on top are fully removed. And those are troughs that are installed over the joists that allow the, you know, the water to run off kind of in the same manner, but they have to be installed from the top. You we, can't do it on a finished deck. We I, like to say it's 100% waterproof 90% of the time, Kim. Perfect. I like that. Yeah, and, and you do. <laughs> works pretty and well. you guys do both products, right? Or you have done both? Yeah, products, the rain but... escapes isn't as common. Okay, anymore well, to us. But... Well, and the big yeah. reason for that is the rain escape has to be installed when the deck is actually being, being installed. Yeah, so... deck's already a big ticket item. Yeah, you yeah. know the homeowner is forking out a, a big chunk of sure. change just to get their deck, and then you add on three, four thousand bucks for this yeah. rain escapes, and they're like. Eh, but We'll just take our deck. Yeah. yeah. But say. speaking of, of decks in general, besides the underdecking, I imagine that uh, you guys are doing a lot of, well, we know you are with us, but um, a lot of just lighting up decks and lighting up outdoor living space in, in general. Yep. Uh, we do that a lot with you guys as far as uh, lighting up decks, you know, the low voltage lighting, but we have to install them in the railings and in the posts and in the stairs. And then uh, we just put together all the low voltage controls and then they get plugged in. So the nice thing is people usually have the weatherproof outlet to plug it all in. Um, if they don't, we can certainly add that as well. But yeah, that's a that's something we're working on too. I think too many people forget. And so this might be a little nugget for the listeners out there because I'd like to th I like to think that every show we leave you with something and then we take away something from your brain too. It, there's there's I a like given give and take. We like to give you knowledge, but we also make you a little dumber every day. And I I help <laughs> with that um, the most. And so, but the the takeaway is sequential planning when doing your improvements. It doesn't matter what project you're doing. Finishing a basement, redoing the landscaping, adding a deck, redoing your siding. Everything should happen in sequence. Think how long are you going to live in this home? What are your plans going to be down the road? What other improvements are you going to be making? And then and then plan it sequentially so that you don't have to undo things. I can't tell you how many times I've done a project. I'll tell, for right now, I'll let you know my patio. We should have ran more lights. We should have ran wiring and conduit underneath the patio. Um, I did manage to get an outlet in there for where the grill is and whatnot, and there's a fridge that I've never used one time. Uh, but we we really honestly should have ran more lighting um, just to make it uh, look so much better. So, folks, uh, or I mean, excuse me, Kim, for the folks out there looking to do planning when it comes to adding electrical to their projects, 
And the one, uh, the one thing I want to plug real quick is it doesn't really matter what electrical project you have. It could be one outlet and a light, or it could be redoing and rewiring a whole entire home. You guys are there to help the listeners from this show. Uh, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, well, they can contact us at the office at 952-406-8238, or they can always look us up on our website, which is electriccitycorp.com. Find out a little bit more about us. You know, like Charles has said before, the nice thing about our company is we have 14 electricians, but we do large projects to we'll come out and install one light fixture for you. There's so. too, too many contractors that have outgrown some of those minimums. Um, we, we were, I'll be honest, we were close to outgrowing minimums as well, but we do have a 495 minimum service charge for any roofing repair and a little bit more than that for a siding repair. So we certainly won't shy away from them. We have to cover our overhead and the expense of a couple guys in a vehicle to come out and, and work for a half a day minimum. Uh, and, and so, but to, to know that you guys will come out for a service call even, um, at a competitive rate all the way up to a large scale project, that is awesome. That's why we have you as a partner of our team, as a trusted affiliate of this show. Kim, you are rocking it, girl. Thanks, Charles. I love it.